1: This is The Happy Hour.
0: You guys know The Happy Hour?
1: Coming at you live
2: from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for Chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in, happy Monday, this is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, Nick Sainert and Rico joining you guys as usual, hello Rico, hello,
1: how was uh, the weekend? Oh, it could have been better, but it's, it's okay, Patriots fell, yep, they put up a good fight against uh, the Eagles, yeah, and Jalen Carter, but it's okay, they are fine, Jalen Hurts, all the, all the Eagles, yeah. Look, they could have got blown out. They were down sixteen nothing at one point, and they only lost by five points. So I'm okay with it. Okay, it was a well, good. It was a good so. showing. The defense did really well. The offense did bad and then really good towards the end. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fine. They'll be and, fine. And you got to honor Tom Brady. Yes, they will be. They will be better this season than I thought they will. Okay, they will not be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Not in the number one overall pick. Yep, because we don't know if Caleb Williams is going to go. Well, it's the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Unless you're a bad team.
2: Unless you're, like, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Which it feels like that's the only team that he's sitting there going, nah,
1: I'm good with. It
2: could Um, be the Rams. I'll pass. The Rams beat the Seahawks on Sunday. Did they win? I didn't
1: know if they were. The Rams did beat the Seahawks on Sunday. I only see the clip of Geno Smith yelling, oh, my God, when When, Aaron Donald's running at him. Which Which, would be my... Response as well.
2: Yeah, and and there's been some good mic'd up moments, but nonetheless, 402 464 5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sartre Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys the entire show, as well as the Sartre Heyman Jewelers Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and ALO Channel 951. Now, um, Matt Rule just got done speaking about I don't know forty five minutes ago or so. As uh, I, I just got back from the stadium about ten minutes ago, Matt Rule uh, with with a lot of non committal comments about Jeff Sims, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the big that's the big question mark going into this Saturday's game against Northern Illinois is whether or not Jeff Sims is going to be the the play caller the under or I should say under center for for Nebraska's offense and. Basically, I mean, first off, Jeff Sims did not practice last night. This is t- Today is Nebraska's day off. Um, but Jeff Sims did not practice last night. Matt Rule did say that Jeff Sims has an ankle injury. It's not initially as bad as a normal high ankle sprain would have been or would be. And he quantified that by saying he's not going to be out four or
1: five weeks. So he'll be out. Two to three weeks, but that's not the it's case. It's a high ankle sprain. It's but still
2: not great. That's not the case, as we also heard from from Matt Rule say that if Jeff Sims was healthy, he's our for sure starting quarterback. You'll remember on Saturday there were he he Matt Rule being the guy, and, and Jeff Sims did not speak on Saturday after the game because when when a player is injured, they do not speak to the media um, after a game. But what we heard from Matt Rule on Saturday was that there was not even a conversation. Regarding the, the possibility of changing quarterbacks. Not necessarily benching. I said it earlier this morning. We always put such a negative idea and belief with, with the term benching. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times it really felt like Jeff Sims just got sped up pretty quickly on uh, on, on Saturday. And maybe just needed a breath. <laughs> like yeah. and, and also Nebraska in the first half was running the ball relatively well. They they ran Gabe Irvin fourteen times and he had a, a really nice first half. Ramir Johnson had a couple of carries. The quarterback run game in the first half wasn't all that active. No, it was
1: much more of a traditional running game. It was a lot more handing the ball off to the running back and Jeff Sims sitting in the pocket to throw passes. You weren't having a lot of, and that might have you know maybe you would have liked to see some quarterback draws at least or something along those lines, but not a lot of of Sims. A having to escape the pocket yeah. to make something happen and b you know getting the snap and immediately looking to run the ball. so um they switched things up a bit, didn't want to run them as much, but it just like you said, it seemed a little sped up, and I guess that's kind of the the biggest red flag for me is the fact that. There wasn't even a conversation. Not to say that you were going to, Mm -hmm. but to not even have a conversation as to like, hey, do you think maybe he should sit for a series just to like calm himself down? Maybe, you know, the quarterback, maybe Satterfield, you know, sits with him, or not Satterfield since he's calling the offensive plays, but maybe Rule sits with him and is just like, hey man, like, what are you seeing out there? What are we seeing? What are the people up in the box seeing? And just kind of going through things and trying to figure out why things aren't working out. You know, are the snaps too low? Do we need to figure something out here? Do you want to go under center a little bit more? I don't know, just, just changing some things up in the moment to hopefully help him get past some of the issues that he was having on Saturday.
2: Once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. We'd love to take your phone calls. Uh, definitely get to get to a good chunk of the texts that come in here here on Monday's show as we just kind of di- dissect Nebraska's thirty six to fourteen loss against Colorado on Saturday. Um, a game where where Nebraska struggled with turnovers. They struggled um, just finding any sort of offensive rhythm, and, and now this has – continued over the course of eight quarters of play, basically. And you go into this game against Northern Illinois, a a team that, yes, they knocked off Boston College uh, a few weeks ago, obviously in a group of five versus Power Five game. They come then this weekend, and they fall to Southern Illinois, 14 to 11. They're also... Led by starting quarterback Rocky Lombardi. We've heard that name before. You might recognize that name. Former Michigan State quarterback Rocky Lombardi, who was part was the starting quarterback for the Spartans in Nebraska's nine to six win back, I believe, in twenty eighteen, and that was Scott Frost's first year. It was a snow, right? Um it was a snow game. It was a nine to six Nebraska victory, and I think Rocky Lombardi had I mean, he was it was bad stats, um had threw an interception, did not complete a high percentage of passes. Mm-hmm. But, once again, the elements might have played a factor into that, but Nebraska ended up winning 9-6 to that game. So you go into this game of, of Northern Illinois, and Matt Rule said it today, the scariest man or team is a team that has nothing to lose. And so that's what Northern Illinois has. That's what, excuse me, Northern Illinois, not noise. Northern Illinois has. Illinois. Is they have nothing to lose. Nebraska, and this was maybe alarming from Matt Rule today. He said... Nebraska is afraid of losing and they're trying to learn how to win. And so the fact that Nebraska is afraid of losing
1: is, should not give you much confidence, I don't think. Let's see if I can find this. Um, they want to win so badly they're afraid to lose. There you go. Which means they're afraid to win. There you go. So in a way,
2: a little alarming Sound off the sound off the sirens, I guess. If you're if you're a Nebraska, like it's fan. one
1: of those things where you want this team to win games. You want them to want to win games, and that's where they are. They again, it, it's going to sound really confusing. They're at a, they're at a point where they've lost so much that it's just one of those things where you, you you need to get back in the win column. You want to get back in the win column so badly that you'll do anything to get there. And the thing is that you want to play perfect football to get there. The problem is very rarely do people play perfect. Very, very rarely do people do anything perfect. So when you're trying to do things perfect, that's sometimes where you might mess things up because if you have to do this at this exact time, you have to be at this exact spot at this time, if anything throws you off, all of a sudden your brain can't comprehend exactly what's going on because you've been so ready and so preparing yourself to do this at such a perfect level that if one thing goes awry all of a sudden nothing works and and you start you know, you start pressing, you start, you, you start messing up because one thing, one little rock in the road threw off everything.
2: So here, here we have a text 402-464-5685, 402-464, uh, the Honda Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line. We get this from an unnamed texter says people keep saying that the defense played great. I know there were turnovers, short field and rest issues, but can we really say that the defense played well if they gave up 36 points? Now, I guess just to and and with you saying short field and turnovers and rest, you know, lack of rest in between drives that's kind of the point I think is that it's not that you give them leeway because one of the most glaring plays that probably was a big I mean, it deflated Nebraska's chances at at coming back in this game because it felt like the offense always had such a big mountain and tall mountain to climb when on when on offense to find points was on Tommy Hill's incorrect decision to basically I mean, come come closer to the line of scrimmage and
1: get beat on the deep route by Travis Hunter. Right? He, was, on fourth, he got on caught fourth down. He got caught flat-footed. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't expecting him to, to run past him. He thought he was just going to try and get the first down, stop at the first down line, and, and try to get open right there. And he got caught flat-footed. Didn't turn his hips in time, and he just got burned. And so when you when you look at this defense, I mean, we'll just rattle off a couple of things here.
2: We've been saying it all morning. The eight sacks, the eleven tackles for tackles for loss. Those are great numbers. They they have, they're holding opponents this season to less than I think two and a half yards per carry, mm-hmm. um, on the year. Now they've faced two schools. And this is weird saying it out of Minnesota that have passed it a decent amount. You think Kaliak Manis was a really good athlete that was able to to find some of his receivers. And Minnesota was experienced on the perimeter. They have a seventh year guy in Chris Ottman Bell, they, they have obviously a sixth year guy in Brevin Span Ford. They were experienced on the perimeter, and, and they also had Corey Coombs, who was the main factor in that Minnesota game for Nebraska. So they faced some more of uh, teams that have maybe passed a little bit more. And we know what Colorado was able to do. And, and Nebraska's secondary, for the most part, played really well in that first half. And Shadur Sanders, for as much as he could, struggled in those first two quarters.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think just we always talk about this eye test and like how it looks on the field. And Shadur Sanders, over the last two weeks, has been so accurate. And and basically, from the eye test, it's just really felt like when he's in there, he's calm. Which, obviously, creeps into the rest of the offense. Mm-hmm. That there was never a sort of panic from Shadur Sanders, other than in that first half against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And even then... He was still able to complete some some passes that they were they were just intended to complete.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Like it, they weren't scoring at the level that they probably wanted to in the first half, but again, that's that's you know a, a something that you can uh, give to Nebraska's defense for for playing as well as they did, given the circumstances in the first half. But then, as Shadur and the Colorado offense got more comfortable in the situations that they were being put in against Nebraska, you saw his completion percentage rise. You saw their scoring, you know, get a lot get mm-hmm. a lot quicker. You saw the passes getting completed at a, at a higher rate. And, and the passes he was throwing, even when he was under duress, I mean, that's just a good quarterback doing what a good quarterback does.
2: I think it was also, I mean, part of what allowed Colorado to kind of get into a rhythm and get settled in was that Nebraska started pressing was that Nebraska started getting out of control. They started the three and outs. They, started, they continued with the turnovers. Mm-hmm. right? I think w- one thing with Nebraska in the first half of Saturday's game was that Nebraska was sustaining drives, although it didn't result in points. They were on the field for, for a little longer than two minutes each drive, which, once again, in the second half, their longest drive was two minutes and change. And so... I mean, you look at some of these drive charts, and, and this goes back to the question of, can we really say that the defense played great when they gave up 36 points? And I think you look at what Colorado did in the second half, and you look at Nebraska, and you just kind of compare the drive charts, right? Nebraska, not once on Saturday, in Saturday's game did they start on the plus side of the 50. Not once did they start any drive in Colorado territory. Colorado had three drives that they started in Nebraska territory, Mm -hmm. right? And in those three drives, points came out of every single one. Outside of, I should say, the final drive where they fumbled. So I apologize. But in that first half, in the second quarter, on back-to-back drives, where Nebraska fumbled, they had the second fumble, and Jeff Sims threw the interception on the, I believe, near sideline. Colorado scores a field goal on a drive that they took over on Nebraska's 19 yard line. The defense stands tall and forces a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then on a drive that Colorado started on Nebraska's 30 yard line, that was the outpost play or pattern, or I should say, crossing pattern to one of the receivers that Shadur just threw a really nice ball to, and it was an easy touchdown. Yep. So once again, Nebraska. Their defense in that situation, it's hard to, I guess, put the blame on them for the, the the 13 points that were allowed in the first half. Because then you look at the following drive, and it was because of a poor decision. This is the difference. I, I think this is this was as glaring, and, and if we needed something tangible and an example to point to, this would work. On Saturday, on Nebraska's last drive in the second quarter... Jeff Sims scrambles, which was probably the right play. Scrambles in the final minute and runs out of bounds so he doesn't get hit. That allows, then, the clock to stop. Colorado gets to save their time out there, and Nebraska punts it away, which the punting game on Saturday was not very good either. Yeah, but Sheenie was a little off. The punting, the punting game was not good either on Saturday. And so you look, then, at Colorado, what happened on that following possession. They took over with 49 seconds left on their own 37-yard line. They go six plays for 50 yards, and they get a field goal out of that drive. However, because of a bad... It was a bad decision by Shadur Sanders to take the check down on that last play from scrimmage Mm -hmm. before the field goal, when there was one second left on the clock, and thankfully for Colorado and for their fans, got down with
1: one second so, where they could all call a timeout. It's one of those situations it, where sitting on your couch, you say, You should have held him up. You should yes. have brought him down to the ground. But in the moment, it's just tackle this guy.
2: Well, and, and that's the thing, though. But once again, Colorado dodged a bullet in that situation. But if Nebraska would have stayed in bounds, forced Colorado to burn their final timeout. And then because of a bad decision on Colorado's part, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have gotten points.
1: If, 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 if- Coach Prime wasn't as close to the ref as, as he was. at one second's running off, and they're not getting that field goal up. He was right. He was right next to him, which mm-hmm. obviously he knew the, the 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 down distance, time, you know, the situation that he needed. So he was right next to the ref. So as soon as his guy got tackled, he was there to call the timeout. But yeah, a, a bad decision by Shadour. One of the few bad decisions that Shadur and, and Colorado's offense made uh, that day uh, to throw that checkdown. But I mean. Nebraska had held Colorado's offense in check until the final 3 drives mm-hmm. of the second quarter and that's where you gave up the 13-0 lead to to go into halftime and maybe that gave Colorado enough confidence to come out of the in the second half yeah. and they're on the, the what they had the ball first I believe um, Nebraska did yeah. Nebraska had the ball first and Colorado's defense um, gives up the long running play to to Jeff Sims and then Colorado's offense just starts clicking again. Yeah, one it, it just the, those thirteen plays, two two turnovers, mm-hmm. a bad punt, a a, a, a bad uh, mistake by Jeff Sims to run out of bounds, th- three mistakes, and that's that's what led to all three points.
2: It, it's interesting because uh, w- once again, you just compare the two drive charts for each team, and four zero two four six four five six eight five. I look at the first drive, first four drives for, I mean, even let's be honest, first five drives. For Colorado, which means first five drives for Nebraska's defense. Mm-hmm. And throughout through the first five drives, Nebraska's defense allowed, let's see, 45, 49, 40, 50. The, through the first five drives, Nebraska's defense allowed 56 total yards and zero points. 56 total yards and I guess three with the field goal. I apologize. Yeah. And so, at some point there in that first half, Nebraska has a missed field goal. They have two fumbles. If you want to talk about the following inter- following drive for Nebraska, that's an interception. Mm-hmm. So it's it's difficult, and and I think I think it's somewhat unfair for us to sit here and go, "Man, Nebraska's defense gave thirty six points to to Colorado's offense." Well, yeah, towards the end of the game, and in the third and fourth quarter. When Nebraska's drives look like this, punt, punt, fumble, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, and it's the fourth quarter, and Nebraska's longest offensive drive is two minutes and
1: 48 seconds. Let's say you didn't have the ball for very long in any of those, where Colorado had three minute drives because they were kind of trying to to drain the clock, but also still moving pretty fast. So they they've got 3 minute drives where your defense is still out there. Mm-hmm. Granted, and like this isn't to take all of the blame off the defense. Your job is still out there. Your job out there is still to stop the other team from scoring, regardless of how tired you are. I understand that, but at the same time, if you can get any type of assistance from the other side of the ball, that yeah. would be wonderful.
2: It's it's kind of crazy to see and look at this um because Nebraska in the first half kind of did without scoring points. Stuff that we were kind of saying on Saturday morning and all of last week of what they needed to do to be at halftime and still in this game, and at, frankly, down thirteen to zero, you're still in this game. But it's the time of possessions, drives in the first half featured drives of four minutes and fifty one seconds, three minutes, five minutes, and also, I mean, there's there's a couple other ones in there of where you know, obviously turning turning it over, it you you it goes a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Colorado's longest drive in the first half was four minutes long, and it ended up ending on a, on a punt, right? Because Nebraska's defense, that was the whole bend, don't break thing, and everybody's like, all right, Nebraska's going to be okay if their defense stays strong. Colorado only had the ball twice in the but first then, quarter. But then here we are, Nebraska's defense in the second quarter, Colorado, or excuse me, second half rather, Colorado had drives. Their shortest drive was on the, the last drive of the game, and it was a fumble. And their shortest drive was a minute 24. We saw a complete flip. Mm -hmm. Complete flip. Where Colorado's drives in the second half, three minutes long. 301, 345, 409, 303. And man, that's a quick turnaround when Nebraska's drives are 137, 144, 126, 138. I mean that that's that's less than 120 seconds of game time, or I should say now less than less than three minutes of mm-hmm. game time. That 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 defense has been been able to be on the sideline catching a breather. At some point in the thin air, it, at some point you look at I mean this first half, and you can look at Minnesota, and it's just missed opportunity after miscue after missed opportunity, because man, you know 48 hours removed from that game. In those first five possessions, where your defense allowed 56 yards and three points, and that three points coming from on a drive that started on your own on on the Nebraska 19 yard line, mm-hmm. and what do you have to show for it? Two fumbles, an interception, and a missed field goal. That, frankly, once again,
1: don't want to bury that needs to be hit. I was going to say, how different is? I understand it's only three points, but how different is Nebraska's momentum? Mm-hmm. Going into the second quarter, up three nothing. Holding this Colorado offense that put up forty-five points last week to no points, and you're up three nothing going into the second quarter after a what would how long was the drive? They missed a five-minute drive mm-hmm. to miss a field goal. That so, I think that was a was again not like a, a defining moment, but I feel like that needs to be talked about more. As yeah. you know, the, the turnovers are what they are. They're very bad. It shouldn't happen. Those are our, our drive killers, backbreakers. But that field goal, how close it was to going in and to have it bounce off the upright and you to you know stay tied with Colorado zero zero, I think mm-hmm. that really hurt a lot of Nebraska's momentum because you're going yeah. five minutes, just pounded, 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 and you're feeling real good about it, and then it ends in no points. Well, and I mean you can even say that regarding the opening drive of the game for
2: Nebraska. An 8-play, 38-yard drive featured a heavy dose of running. The whole first half did, and in a half where you gave Gabe Irvin 14 carries through two quarters, and he only gets three carries in the second half. But in that first, in that, on that first drive, you took up 4 minutes and 51 seconds. You, allowed, you, or you got down to the Colorado 35, which, as what we believe is interest in Alvano's range... It also could be on the edge of Timmy Bleak Road's range, mm-hmm. whoever you want to send out there, and you unfortunately fumble. And so it's just really, really difficult um, to swallow if you're a Nebraska fan. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman Text Line, both of those open for you guys. The entire show, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the defense. Uh, no, No Steve Mark today. So, uh, let's go ahead and and take a break. Let's dive into the defense a little bit more. Also, NFL weekend. We'll do all that and more coming up next on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore seynert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app.